Do you feel lost this morning? Or are you where you want to be? That's the first question for us to think about this morning. Sometimes we can feel lost even when we think we are where we're supposed to be. We've just heard the parable of the two sons. It's interesting enough, I've never thought about this parable as being of two sons. Because most people say that this parable is called the prodigal son. And talks about one of the sons. But this morning we're going to think about two sons and the father in this story. So I need uh, this morning some helpers. So I'd like to get all the children that would like to come up the front here. There's some bean bags. You can sit down here and help me out. And I need a father with two sons. So I've already got some, some helpers that have volunteered this morning. So would you like to sit up here at the table for me? The father and the two sons. And the other children, they can all sit down along here. Lovely. And look at that. They've sat either side and left the, the middle chair for the father. Look at that. That's very good, isn't it? Yes. Lovely. So in this parable of the two sons, in verse 12, we see that the youngest son, who, who's the youngest? Mark, okay. So he asks for his share of the inheritance. Now, I don't know if our father's got any inheritance with him, so I did supply some this morning, because I don't think you'd have that much. So I think um, he, would, he would enjoy something like that. So the youngest son asked for, in, for, asked for some inheritance. So that's his inheritance that he was given. Now, because he's the youngest son, his inheritance would only, he would only be entitled to his inheritance after the eldest son, and the eldest son would get the biggest share of that. So we start a conflict between the oldest son and the youngest son here because the father willingly gives this share of the inheritance to the youngest son. And then the youngest son decides to get this money and go on an adventure to a country very far, far away. Off you go. Take, your, take all your money with you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> but there's a twist to the story, isn't there? He starts spending his money. So you'll have to get rid of your money. And you can, you can, you can get rid of it however you like. So you can give it to whoever you want. Share it around. Spend it all as happened in, in, in the story. Take that. There you go. Yes. Take all of it. Okay, just, be, just, just mind we don't hurt anybody, please. You can give some to the adults as well, mind. If not, they might feel left out. Yeah. Lovely. Let's include everyone. Good. So we see with the youngest son, a foolish ambition to be independent. Now, I don't know about you, but when we're young, about this age, like these lovely children here, they seem to get gets to a point where we want to be independent, don't we? 
We want to choose our own clothes. We want to choose where we go, what time we come back. It starts very young now, I must say. I've got a two and a half year old and she already starts choosing what she wants to wear, you know, and starts having a few arguments with mummy. I don't want these shoes, I want those shoes. Independence starts getting very quickly. And can we get rid of this money quicker as well? He's supposed to get rid of it all. He's try, I think he wants to keep hold of some of it, doesn't he? Lovely. And then we can all sit back down and listen to the rest of the story, shall we? And Mark, you can go off to a country far, far away and we want you back in a while, okay? Lovely. Thank you. So the youngest son wanted his independence. But that came with a cost. And we find out that this younger son found out the hard way, learned in the hard way, that the most valuable things in life are things we cannot buy or replace. So the son goes away, spends all his inheritance, and then we see a financial disaster, a natural disaster of famine that comes along, which he hadn't planned for. And maybe we can think about COVID that we've just gone through recently. I don't think anyone planned for that and all the implications that that brought onto each and every one of us. And maybe other situations in life that we can't plan for or we don't expect and sometimes catch us off guard. At this point, without any money, where's the youngest son? Where is he going? Where, where is he? Where's, he's at the back there, lovely, he's disappeared. He's got no more money, run out of food. What does he do? He goes and offers to work feeding the pigs. Now that is a detestable job, especially in those times for the Jewish people. Needless to say that he was so desperate that he put himself in this position he was paid so little that he also, the, the Bible tells us that he started eating the pig's food. Yes, the pig's food. Have you, has anyone here ever eaten pig's food? No, has anyone eaten dog's, dog food before? Yeah, yeah, that sometimes happens, doesn't it? But not pig food. Can you imagine having to eat pig food? And he was by himself. No money, no friends, no food. All because of his sin. All because of this desire of independence and because of his greed. So, he starts thinking about his miserable condition. And in Luke chapter 15, verse 17, we see that he comes to his senses and he realizes that even his father's servants have a better life than he does. His circumstances help him to see his father in a different way. Where at the beginning of the story he was asking for the inheritance, or in other words, he was wanting his, his father to be dead. That's what he was, he was wanting in his heart, because that's when he would be able to get his inheritance. He now sees his father in a different way. And then he decides to come home. Come slowly. He reflects of his 
about his sin. And he admits his wrongdoing. And when he returns home, he's prepared to fall at his father's feet and beg for his mercy. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) Different from the other two parables that come before this one, where we have the lost coin and the lost sheep, we see people looking for something that is lost. And in this story, we see that the father comes and receives his son. That's the punt line, yes. And he receives his son. And it was definitely like that, I can tell you. Showing us how God loves each and every one of us. And how God feels when we repent from our wrongdoing. So this is the youngest son, son number one. Not because the parable says that it's the youngest son, that all younger sons or younger daughters are like that. But some of us are. We could, maybe we are the younger ones. Maybe we are the older ones. But sometimes we have this kind of of attitude. So that's the first part of our story. Maybe you identify yourself with the younger son. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't, you can't imagine yourself in that situation or in those circumstances. And in a while we'll come back and talk about the older son. And maybe that will help you also uh, to identify yourself or see how you could fit into this story. Because all of us, in some time of our life, or we are the younger, or we are the older son. Son number one or son number two. And we'll learn a little bit more about the second son, Justin. Thank you very much. As our children from Christ Club bring in the prayers this morning. So back to our story of the two sons. Let's rewind a little bit, and let's go back to where we paused our film. So we had the youngest son and the father. And the eldest son was working in the fields. You can stay over there, lovely. So the youngest son come back with his father. The father received the younger son and he decided to have, what did he do? A party. Lovely. Well, do you want to sit up at the table then? Um, And what do we need at a party? Food, yes. So, can I have some servants? Who would like to be a servant? Come up here and help me then a minute. And we are going to have a party. Up you come, come on, up you come. Lovely. All right. Can you put that on the table for us? Any more servants? We need some more. Put that all on the table for them to have a lovely party. Oh, there we go. Put them as well. Yes, good. Now, use your imagination because I wasn't going to bring a fat calf into the church this morning. So, we're going to have a, a, an English party, okay? So we've got a cup of tea, some bread, some fruit, some chocolate. And this party was going on. 
the father was celebrating because the son that had gone astray had returned. And then comes son number two, the oldest son. He's hearing all the music and the dancing and the celebration, and he comes in and sees that his father is with this youngest son who took his inheritance, who's gone away, spent it all, come back, and is having him and is having a party. So he refused to go in. He refused to join the party. And then again, the father goes towards his son. And pleads him to come in. And like older children do, he answered back. <laughs> I've been slaving for you. A bit of exaggeration, obviously, like some of us do towards our parents sometimes. You haven't even given me your youngest goat, and you're giving him a lovely English tea party. <laughs> he spent all his money. And how do you do this? And the father answers to him, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours. But we need to celebrate and be glad because your brother has returned. The story doesn't tell us if the son did join the party in the end or not. But so you're not standing for the next half an hour, I'll let you sit down. Half an hour was a joke. I'm not going to be half an hour either, don't worry. <laughs> but we see with the eldest son, his words and his actions also reveal that he is, he was as lost as the youngest son. His actions were different. His words were different. But deep down, his attitude was the same. He did not understand grace and Jesus tells this parable and the, the similarities that he brings when he talks about the older son, he's talking about the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And maybe we could put here Christians like you and like me that had no room for forgiveness. They, view, they, they saw God maybe as being rather stingy in his blessings. They couldn't understand about grace and about the forgiveness of God. The older brother focused on himself, on his own service. He was so consumed with justice and equity, as he saw them, that he failed to see the value of his brother's repentance and return home. The older brother and the religious leaders of Jesus' day, failed to realize the words that we read in 1 John chapter 2, verses 9 to 11, that say, anyone who claims to be in the light, but hates his brother, is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness. He does not know where he's going, because the darkness has blinded him. 
So we have two sons, two different actions, two different feelings, but both of them needed forgiveness and needed the grace of their father. And to conclude, let's think about this father. What a picture of God's love, God's grace, God's heart full of compassion for his children, whether they are those that are by his side, but are lost, or who stray away and are as lost. He stands ready to welcome the returning sinner back home with joyous celebration. The lost son was satisfied to return home as a slave. But to his surprise and his delight, he's restored back into the full privilege of being his father's son. He came back willing to be his father's servant. But his father restored him as a son. Gave him the best clothes, put on a party, honours and celebration for him who had gone astray. The parable of the prodigal son is one of Scripture's most beautiful pictures of God's grace. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We read that in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. We are all prodigals in that we have run from God in many different ways. Maybe we have selfishly squandered our resources. To some degree, we may have been wallowed in sin. But God is ready to forgive and he will save, not by works, but his grace through faith. The question is this morning, are we ready to ask for forgiveness? No matter what we've done, where we've been, who we are, if we are willing to ask for forgiveness, our Father is willing to come and greet us with his arms wide open. Can we ask for forgiveness? Is it easy to ask for forgiveness? Not always. But with God's help and the help of the Holy Spirit, we can come to our Father and be received home. May God help us. And may God love us as he does every day, no matter what we've done. And may we be happily restored with our Father through his love and through his help.